Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Please pause while we salute America. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight For the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rockets red The bombs bursting in Cheyenne, uh, yesterday, Cheyenne got her sleeve caught on her nose ring. <laughs> and there's a nice little video of that up on her Instagram. It hurts so bad. Yeah, like, that's why I don't have a nose ring. That's exactly what it is. That's that the reason. reason right there. I don't want my sleeve getting caught on my nose ring and just being... I mean, it was just, yeah, it was, like you, it was like you had your wrist glued to your nose. Yeah. It was I weird. Could, couldn't get on. Couldn't get it off. I mean, eventually, obviously, I did, but... Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm still stuck today. Yeah, you left yesterday and came back with it still stuck. 
have a lot of questions. I would be very concerned, yeah. <laughs> All right, now, uh, you can check that out on our Instagram at Gutter and Cheyenne. 9.30 this morning, your first keyword of the day to get you in to win that once-in-a-lifetime trip to Nashville for you and up to nine guests for a totally private concert with Carrie Underwood. First keyword on the way at 9.30 this morning. All right, well, I hope you had your coffee this morning for the morning riddle. Uh, okay. I haven't, uh, so we'll see. Okay. <laughs> see if the juices are flowing. Okay. Uh, a man is doing some work on his home and goes to a hardware store. He goes up to the clerk and tells her what he wants. The clerk tells him that each one is $1. He tells the clerk that he would like 5000 and he is charged only $4. What does he want? I don't know. You lost me at the first 10 okay, I'll repeat it. I'll repeat it. <laughs> I mean, there's just like, you know, the first part of it is just setting the scene, right? So then pay attention to the, the latter, right? Okay. A man is doing some work on his home goes to a hardware store. He goes up to the clerk and tells her what he wants. The clerk tells him that each one is $1. He tells the clerk that he would like 5000 and he is charged only $4. What does he want? The clerk tells him that each one is $1. He tells the clerk that he would like 5000 and he's only charged $4. What does he want? Keep in mind, he's doing work on his home. Like I said, it's a uh, it's a very like expert level today. It's so lengthy. <laughs> I know. Once we get into the songs, you're going <laughs> to type it out, you know, and I think once you look at it, you'll kind of get the gist of it here. Uh, if you know, you can text us at 22108. The correct answer is six minutes away. Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. There's a lot of text coming in saying it's way too early for this uh, Thank you. It's part of a riddle. <laughs> I'm not even sure that it, it's it's that it's the riddle itself is very difficult. It's that there's so much verbiage to it. There's a, a lot of verbiage, but I mean, the, it's key words, right? Right, to kind of set the scene as to what we're looking for here, right? right. What, what the answer relates to. So, um, here's the riddle: A man is doing some work on his home and goes to a hardware store. He goes up to the clerk and tells her what he wants. The clerk tells him that each one is $1. He tells the clerk he would like 5000 and he is charged only $4. What does he want? Hardware store. Tells the clerk what he wants. The clerk tells him that each one is a dollar. Tells the clerk that he would like 5000 and he is charged only $4. What does he want? I do have a guess. Okay. I'm, I'm hoping that it's right. I don't know. Um, some of the texts coming in at 22108. Text from the 623. I think you broke my brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to know that I'm never always the only one. <laughs> uh, text at the 602, a light bulb. That is incorrect. Text at the 623, something with inches or feet. Like he wants 5,000 inches or feet of something, wood, carpet, whatever. That's incorrect. Oh, that's smart, though. A lot of people are saying nails or screws. That is incorrect. Um, text to the 480, four boxes of Christmas lights with 1,250 lights per box. That is so descriptive. <laughs> well, I, like I mean, that. 1250 times <laughs> yeah. four is 5,000. 5, I like that it. Sense. I like that the math was done. Yeah, that's incorrect. Yeah, a lot of nails or screws. It's not that. Okay. Uh, there are some correct guesses. What's your guess, Cheyenne? My guess was also a box of nails. Nails or screws. That is yeah. incorrect. Um, a man goes to the hardware store, tells the clerk what he wants. Clerk tells him that each one is a dollar. He tells the clerk that he would like 5000 and he is charged only $4. What does he want? Uh, we're talking house numbers here. He would like 5000 5000 each number oh. is a dollar, so he's only charged four dollars. That makes sense. Plus tax, of course. <laughs> See, you so. didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lottie got it right. So nicely done. We do the morning riddle every weekday morning at six. Aaron Campbell Country. Hey, it's Carrie Underwood. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Well, still the big story if you turn on ESPN or Fox Sports uh, is uh, the Buffalo Bill safety, Damar Hamlin, and his uh, well-being and how he's doing after that Monday night football hit. That uh, caused him to go into cardiac arrest, uh, pretty much died right there on the field. They were able to, re- you know, restart his heartbeat and get him to the hospital where um, put a ventilator on him. And uh, we're, um, and he's been in the ICU for a few days now, and he's still in critical condition. But it just really kind of shows how dangerous it is. 
to play in the NFL. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's a, it's a very dangerous sport. There's a lot of, um, you know, broken bones, concussions, stuff like that happens every week. You know, but something like this that happened to DeMar Hamlin does not happen every week. And, um, but I mean, you look at that as a parent and you see that, I mean, that is a, uh, as a bad injury. Yes. It doesn't happen all the time to, to the caliber that it did to DeMar Hamlin, but it's still a very dangerous sport. And Cheyenne, you being the mom, uh, of a couple of boys, uh-huh. you know, seeing something like this that happens, I mean, does that scare you? And do you, as a mom, encourage your kids not to play? Because of how dangerous the sport is. Um, you know, I think that that is a really, like, it's a great thought process. Um, I grew up watching my brothers play football my entire life and all my friends. Um, and, like, it is a very uncommon injury in football for this specific thing to happen. The cardiac arrest. Yeah. Part of it, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a concern. It's always a concern. But, no, it's not changing my mind. My oldest plays football. He's he's almost 12. And it's like, it's something that you're concerned about in anything. You know, your kid's getting hurt or what have you. But it hasn't changed my mind at all. Yeah. I mean, growing up, I wish I played football. I was just kind of a late bloomer and I didn't feel like wanting to, you know, shower with other dudes. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, you know, my mom would not have had an issue. Right. If I wanted to play football. Mm-hmm. You know? So... I don't know. Is is this injury that happened in the NFL this week, has that changed your opinion in allowing your kids to play contact sports? I'm wondering if uh, that, that's happened. You can text us at 22108. Uh, do you, have you encouraged your child from not playing football or not playing a high contact sport because you're worried about their health, safety, or well-being? I mean, those guys, they're they are paid well. They know the risks, mm-hmm. you know, and they go out there every day knowing the risks. And it's rare that what, what happened to DeMar Hamlin happens or, had, you know, it's rare that that happens, but it's a risk, you know, and I'm sure J.J. Watt's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's he he did tweet out, you know, his support and uh-huh. you know, thoughts and prayers for DeMar. But he announced his retirement a couple of weeks before that injury. And he's probably thinking that, that his retirement is probably a good Good, uh, good move. Yeah, at this point, you absolutely, know? I think so. And you know, concussions are a big thing that happened. And even if if the question were due to the high amount of concussions that are being reported right now, would you still not allow your kid to play football? And I would still tell you no. Yeah. Um, are you a parent that has done that? You can text us at two two one zero eight. I just kind of want to see where everybody's at with that. But uh, yeah, as of today, Demar Hamlin, um, they have they they took his. Um, Oxygen. They're starting to allow him to breathe on his own. They took the oxygen from 100% down to 50%. Oh, wow. That's a lot. So, yeah. So, he is uh, still getting oxygen, but things are progressing in the right direction. That's awesome. You know, so um, hopefully we'll get another update today. His uncle and uh, there's like a family friend that has Mm -hmm. been speaking to the press. And, uh, you know, coaches and players are still kind of hanging out at the hospital and just kind of want to. And T. Higgins, the guy that hit him Mm -hmm. and caused the injury, that dude, I guess, is really struggling um, you know, with the whole, it's playing in his head that he was the last guy to hit him right. and cause that to happen. So uh, a lot of people are, you know, encouraging thoughts of prayers towards T. Higgins as well because he's having a huff, tough time with the whole thing. Yeah, I can't even imagine what he's feeling right now. Uh, but I do see texts coming in. We're going to do these texts about uh, as a parent and your kid playing a high contact sport. We're going to do these coming up next here on Camel Country. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. You know, playing sports is a good time until, you know, injury happens and some injuries are uh, not as drastic and, uh, you know, as the uh, the one that happened on Monday, which I guess if you don't watch sports and you're not on social media and you don't uh, watch TV like ESPN, you I guess maybe you, you haven't heard, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe hadn't heard about this, but uh, the, the safety from the Buffalo Bills and NFL team out there in New York. You know, got hit in the chest by somebody running the football on Monday Night Football and hit him right at the right spot or in the right time and to cause his heart to stop beating. Had a cardiac arrest right there on the field. They had to do CPR for about nine minutes just to get his heart back to pumping. He went to the ICU at a Cincinnati hospital, which is where they were playing the game there in Cincinnati against the Bengals. And they put him on the ventilator, you know, and um, it sounds like he's improving, um, you know, and. 
Still tough to to think about that hit. I know, I know there's a lot of sports guys that are like, please don't retweet the video. Yeah. Because that dude literally dropped dead on the field. Yes. That's that's what happened. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people were so traumatized and so, uh, so you know, invested in this. You watched it happen mm-hmm. if you're watching the game on Monday. It's a scary situation, you know? And I mean, that guy right there is somebody's kid, you know? And I mean, us as parents... We all have kids growing up in, in junior high and high school that maybe they want to play sports. And seeing something that happened on Monday, does that scare you into, you know, maybe persuading your kid not to play a high contact sport because of that risk? You know, a lot of, like I said, a lot of the injuries aren't as drastic as what happened to uh, him on Monday. Not saying that they don't have, like, their, uh, they don't come with their own risks. Like, getting multiple concussions is not good for you. No, it's not good. And then, I mean, it's been shown later in life with CTE and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been professional players taking their own lives because of injuries that happen to their head while playing these high-contact right. sports. So, as a parent, does that kind of scare you? And are you, have you told your child you can't play football? Or what are you doing in this situation, you know, with these high-contact sports? Texts are coming in at 2208. And for the most part... Parents, it's not scaring parents out of uh, allowing their kids to play. Well, that's good. I think that living in a state of fear is never a good thing. Text to the 602, absolutely not. It's a risk to get to the car every day, but we do. Yeah. Everything has a risk. If you worry about all the negatives, you might as well live in a plastic bubble. Uh, text to the 602 is a mother of a son that plays football for a college in New Mexico. All I could think about on Monday night was Damar's mother. Mm-hmm. I have now second guessed my boy playing football. Okay. Okay, so there's one on the other side there. Uh, text of the 360, never live in fear. Life is already too short. Live life to the fullest. Yeah. Text of the 609, no, all sports are great for kids. Uh, that I agree with yeah. fully. I just think that if, like, my, I guess my issue is, and this is like a kind of a secondary thing, but if we're going to tell our kids that you cannot play this sport because of this, we have to also stop watch, like stop le- watching them and being a fan. Like, how is that fair? Yeah. You continue to be a fan of it, but you're refusing to let your kid be a part of it. That's not okay. Te- text 832. My son is five years old and he wants to play football. And that ha- and what happened on Monday has not changed my mind. I'm just more cautious. Yeah. I think being aware of the risk and knowing what to look for, when, especially when it comes to things like concussions, I think that that like, knowledge is half the battle. Text the 425. What happened to DeMar is unfortunate, but his accident could happen to anyone in any sport. Mm -hmm. There have been high schoolers who have had similar situations. Yes. Yes, there have been. Text the 520. I have a nine-year-old, and I can't see myself telling him no to something that he is passionate about. We are a huge football fan, so nine out of ten, he will want to play, and I want to support him to uh, to my fullest ability versus him holding a grudge because I'm not supporting him. Yeah. I love that. I think that that is great. That's a good way to look at it. Text with the 602. Is this considered an injury only because it happened on the football field? Is there a chance that he had a medical condition that he did not know about? I mean, there's a lot of speculation that that could be the case. It could be. Yeah. Because I think I read a story of um, his dad dying like a month ago Mm -hmm. from something with the heart. Yeah. And I'm sure the NFL would hope that's that's the, uh, the outcome here. You know, it's scary. When you're looking at outcomes, yeah. yes. I mean, NFL, they're doing what they can to prove that the sport and, and what they're doing is uh, creating a, a safer environment for the players on the field. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that they would hope that the outcome here is that he did have an underlying condition. That was just unknown. Yeah. Either way, it sounds like he is improving. That's uh, They're in the hospital in Cincinnati. Hopefully he pulls all the way through. Uh, a lot of people have still been donating to his uh, GoFundMe, his charity thing. It's mm-hmm. well over $6 million now. Oh, my god! A couple of days we talked about it, it was only wow. three. Here's Bailey Zimmerman. Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. Do you have an unobservant spouse? <laughs> what? There's a gal, it looked like this happened in Thailand, who has the most unobservant spouse. Uh, it's a 55-year-old guy. He was there on a road trip. Uh, driving along, middle of the night, he pulled off the highway to a rest area to use the restroom. So his wife, who's sleeping in the back seat, is like, oh, you know, she's doing good, you know. Gets out of the car, goes to the bathroom. Well, after he got out, she decided that she could also use the bathroom. Well, the man got back to the car and accidentally drove off without her. I'm sorry. Did you just say accidentally? Accidentally. Because <laughs> he did not know she left the car. He thought she was still sleeping in the back seat. He drove around 100 miles before he realized that she was not there. Okay. Uh, The woman who came out looking for the car. (laughs) 
She didn't have any phone or money. Oh. So she decided she started to uh, hoof it on foot because she didn't want to stand around waiting on the side of the road. And you yeah. know how some rest areas are. Right. So, right. so middle of the night, she's walking along the side of the highway. She walked 13 miles before finding a police station at 5 a.m. There aren't any specific details on how they reunited, but it sounds like the police were able to let the man know where to pick up his wife. <laughs> Can you, I would, you ever, would lose my mind. Would you ever be able to forgive him? No. See, because I mean, no. it's, a, it's an honest mistake. Is it? He's obviously not that observant, hence the reason <laughs> I said unobservant spouse. You know, but I mean, he, she left the vehicle. When he was gone, he left the vehicle thinking she, as she was sleeping in the back seat, he came back thinking she was still sleeping. How do, you not, not, how do you not feel her presence in like not in the car is my question. Like, how are you seriously driving where like where she's supposed to be less than two feet from you and you just don't feel her presence? Now, this could have been an excursion or suburban. She could have been in like the third row. Oh. Okay, how many excuses are we going to make for this dude? I know, but I mean, all night long, uh-huh. driving, he had to pee. You'd think he would have been like, hey, honey, you got to pee too? And we're, we're stopped off here, right? But first of all, he's not thoughtful yeah. and unobservant. There's a lot of red flags here in this marriage. Sorry, but yeah, but <laughs> I'm a little concerned. You love I him. Mean, Could you forgive him? No. No? I mean, it's not that it, it's it, it's a marriage ender, but it's definitely one of those things that... You said it is or it isn't? It isn't. It isn't. Okay. But every argument will end with, well, at least I didn't leave you at a rest stop. <laughs> <laughs> like that would, yeah. Well, and he deserved, I mean, he drove 100 miles. 100 miles. Okay, if you drive five miles down the road or like 10, 15 minutes, okay, whatever. Turn around. Like somebody had to, like a, a police officer probably had to go pull him over. Yeah. Yeah. And let him know that his wife was not in the backseat. Because like I said, there's no details on how they made the yeah. made that whole connection. But one would assume, <laughs> unless they called him, you know, unless she, but who knows anybody's phone numbers by heart anymore. Yeah. You know, you I hope just, that you know your spouse's phone number. I am such a nurturing person that I would constantly, I constantly check on people. Like even yeah. my kids, my 12 year old, I will check on him in the middle of the night just because I am that nurturing. Yeah. I just go and, you know, take a little peek, see Lou, you know, but like. How do you not turn around and check on your own wife? Yeah, or uh, <laughs> wake her up on purpose. Say it's your turn. It's her, your turn to drive. Yeah, you know. Or like, hey, I'm tired. Will you sit up and talk to me? I, I don't get it. I, I kind of want to know who. Do you have a unobservant spouse? We want to find who is the most unobservant spouse here in the valley. What what makes them so unobservant? What do they forget? Did they forget you at a rest area? Is it something did, like that? Can we call them? Because I got questions. <laughs> I got questions. <laughs> All right, you can text us at 22108 or phone number 602-894-KMLE. We're going to get to your stories coming up next. Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. Well, we are on the search for the most unobservant spouse, significant other here in the Valley. A title which you do not want. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want that title. There's a 55-year-old dude uh, who recently accidentally left his wife at a rest area bathroom. It turns out they were driving, road trip, middle of the night. He's like, I got to pee. Pulls off to the rest area. He leaves the car as she is still sleeping. She wakes up while the car is there at the rest area. She decides she needs to go use the restroom. He comes back to the car, assuming she's still sleeping, but no, she's in the rest area, but the restroom, but he didn't know that. And he takes off. Gets back on the highway, continues the road trip. He goes 100 miles before I believe it was a police station called him or pulled him over or something and let him know that, hey. <laughs> you don't have your wife. You don't have your wife. Your wife's been <laughs> huffing it on foot for the last 13 miles before she got to the police station at 5 a.m. They're like, she's angry, so we get it. We understand why you left her, but like we're done with dealing with her. <laughs> exactly right. So, I mean, you know, we, we had discussed, you know, how could you be so unobservant? You know, could you ever forgive him for that? Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully there's a follow-up story to that. I don't know. But that is just an unobservant guy. I feel like at some point, you know, along that 100 miles, I'd yell back and be like, hey, you got to pee. Your time to drive. You know, something like right. that. You know? Or right? I don't know, just feel her presence. Either that. Yeah. <laughs> either that or he's just that in love with her that he she needed her beauty sleep. I'm not going to disturb her. I'm a hopeless romantic, but even that's too much for me. Like, we know that that did not happen. Text <laughs> the 602. Men don't have a sixth sense like women. Women feel people's presence. 
It's not from a guy or a girl. It's probably from a guy who's observant. <laughs> That's what he tells himself. All right. A lot of stories in, uh, of unobservant, unobservant. My braces are giving me a heck of a time with this word. Unobservant significant others. Okay. All right. Text from the 505. My husband forgot I was pregnant and ordered me a drink at a restaurant when I was four months pregnant. What? <laughs> How do you forget that? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Aren't you allowed to have a drink when you're pregnant, though? I mean, mm-hmm. no. 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 <laughs> don't put me in that. Don't put me in that situation. <laughs> Uh, text of the 480. My lady didn't know there was an El Pollo Loco next to our house. We lived there 10 years. It's been there for over 15 years. I grew up here in Mesa. Uh, okay, that's bad. <laughs> text of the 602. My girlfriend, when we first started dating, had no clue that I smoked. The, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, even though I never put anything away. And a few times smoked it right there in front of her. She just grew up super innocent. <laughs> So what did she think it was? I don't know. Maybe like, they were like smell? chatting. He's like, yeah, I smoke marijuana. He's like, she's like, you do? Who says when? <laughs> Literally forever. <laughs> That's cute. Text, That's cute. Text the 480. My husband forgot to give me the keys after I dropped him and our oldest off at the river to float to the bottom. Our middle child and myself were stranded. Uh, where's the rest of that text? We're st- oh, we're standing at the top of the Salt River, stranded. Oh, that's terrible. I'd be angry. Text at the 602. It's her fault for not snoring. <laughs> in regards to the uh, the gal that was asleep in the back Yeah, seat. how rude of her. <laughs> she must have forgot. Yeah, if she, if she snored, that never would have happened. It's definitely her fault. Totally her fault. Oh, totally her fault. <laughs> All right, thanks for those texts today. Uh, hopefully nobody's got an unobservant spouse like the dude, yeah. you know, that forgot his wife. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. There's a dude or a woman. I don't know why I automatically went to dude. <laughs> I don't um, that uh, did buy a Mega Millions ticket the other day. Uh-huh. Now, uh, there was no jackpot winner. It was the jackpot at the time was $785 million, But he did match all five of the white balls. Or oh. she matched all five of the white balls, but missed the Powerball. So, so close to winning $785 million. Normally, that would be $1 million win. This person uh, paid for the multiplier. So, that is why this person won $4 million. This person uh, uh, bought the ticket here in Arizona at the Tonopah Travel Center. So, uh, that uh, obviously, that ticket was purchased prior to, what's today, Thursday, prior to Tuesday uh-huh. or Monday. When was the drawing? I Monday? Think- you're, you the are. The next drawing is tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> so the drawing uh, on Tuesday. Okay. It was Tuesday night, which I should have bought a ticket. That was my birthday. Oh, you I, should. And it's your lucky number. See, you messed up. Yeah. Could have been you. Yeah. Could have been, been me. It, it, and I'm looking at like the Tonopah Travel Center because mm-hmm. I was like, where is that? That's right along I-10. Is it? Like, I'm pretty sure we stopped at that travel center on the way back. That Remember that whole travel nightmare driving from Seattle all the way to Phoenix over yeah. Christmas? Pretty sure we stopped at that exact travel center, too. <laughs> well, you messed up, sir. I don't know what to tell you. And I remember looking at that uh, <laughs> that lottery machine on, yeah. on the inside of the gas station. I like, man, I should buy a ticket here. Your palm was itchy. It was itchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. What is so oh, what? Man. What did he buy to make it four thousand instead of or four, four million? million? It was a, it was a uh, Mega Millions ticket. Uh-huh. But when you buy the ticket, which you would know this, Shane, because you don't buy tickets. Nope. Uh, but when you're at the, uh, you can do it at the cashier too. But when you're at the lottery machine, you could choose the multiplier, which they you pay more for that ticket. Mm-hmm. It's a two dollar ticket normally, but you pay more. I think it's like four. It doubles, you know, what it is. So you got to pay four dollars if you want the additional payout. Which okay, worked out for this person. Yeah. $4 million. So if you were at the Tonopah Travel Center and bought a ticket for Tuesday's Mega Millions drawing, you won, you might have won $4 million. That's, what would you do with $4 million? <laughs> a lot. But, but he was one number away yeah. or she was one number away from the jackpot of $785 million. Would you, would you have any like feeling in your body of being like, gosh. I would be so depressed. Would you be depressed? Oh, I would be. I mean, I would. Once that money hit my bank account, I would be fine. Like the money I did win. Four million. Well, it would be like 
two, two, little over two million. I'm sure after taxes. I'm not complaining. It's fine. But, yeah, but <laughs> up until but, that point, I would be super depressed. It'd probably last you a while. I mean, you know, make some decent investments. But yeah. so close to seven hundred eighty-five million dollars. Oh, I would cry. One away. One hundred percent, I would cry, and I would be so depressed. Like exciting, but also so close. Yeah, I would suck. Why would you feel? Because you're not an emotional dude. I'm not an emotional dude. I don't know. I, you know, I, you'd think you'd be all right with uh, two, a little over two million dollars in your bank account. But it's not but enough. Still, yeah. You know, it's thinking of like being so close. But just, but you know, I think ultimately, you know, that's enough to pay off a house, yeah. your vehicles, sit there bill free, and just live, just be hanging out. But then I'd feel like I still got to keep playing because I, you know, and then that's where I would, that's where I would go wrong uh-huh. and I'd lose all my winnings. Right. I'm, I'm so close. I'm going to get it this time. I'm going to get it. And that's how gambling addicts Yeah, are and made. that's how all these, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what happens. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. All right, getting to that time of the year, it's time to take down the Christmas decorations, right? Have you started that yet? Uh, I did it the day after Christmas. Yes. You being such a huge, like, Christmas... Um, nutcase, lover, yep. nutcase. Yep. I mean, the decorations went up right after Halloween. Yes. You went the day after. I did because um, I'm trying to get into the mindset of like moving and I just, oh. I've started packing things. Okay, so you. that's why. <laughs> Mine's still up. It'll be up till uh, this weekend. We'll get it down this weekend. But uh, if you have a live Christmas tree, there's lots of ways of uh, disposing of that lo- real Christmas tree, right? Right. Uh, wood chipper, the dump, drop-off location. But there's another way, I came across this article, and I never would have imagined disposing of your tree this way. Okay. Tell you what this article says. Coming up next here on Camel. <laughs> Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. So obviously there's a lot of good vibes when putting up the Christmas decorations, right? Right. Getting into the holiday season and the holiday spirit, playing Christmas music, buying gifts. Just preparing for Christmas. But do you get the good vibes on the backside as well when you start pulling them down? I think it's a sense of, like, decluttering when you pull your Christmas stuff down. Because, like, I don't know about your house, but my house, Christmas throws up. Yeah. Like, it's everywhere. So, uh, you do, you feel good about taking stuff down? I do eventually feel good about it coming down because of the cleanness. Okay, so it's not like a funeral. No. Where you shed a tear. No. I listen to Christmas music for the last time. Like, we do final Christmas traditions while we take down the stuff. Like, it's a closing of a season. Yeah, it's kind of like a a fresh start. I mean, ours ours have been up since after Halloween, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that tree is... Been in the living room, take out a space. So it's time to to pull it down. (laughs) So much space. And get our space back. Um, But what do you do? Like, if you have a live Christmas tree, what do you do with it? There's ways that you could dispose of it. There was a guy that I worked with up in uh, Seattle who had some property, and he had kind of this hill off the off his backyard, uh-huh. and he just throws his uh, tree over the hill <laughs> every every Christmas. I mean, it's his own property, yeah. right? But if you look over the hill, there's probably like 25 Christmas trees down there. He's, <laughs> I mean, he's lived in the house for years, right? Just hucking over the hill. I mean, it's and then going just let back, it be. Go back to nature, you know. It'll. <laughs> do its thing. Uh, Some people take it to the dump. You can take it to a drop-off location. Uh, You know, these live Christmas trees that people go and get. But uh, there's a way that eco-conscious households now are disposing of their tree. And it seems to be picking up steam. This book was released uh, a good number of years ago. The name of the book, How to Eat Your Christmas Tree. Well, I'm sorry. What? How to Eat Your Christmas Tree. Uh, It's the name of a book. You can buy it. It's uh, written by an artesian baker and cook. Uh, It features dozens of recipes you can make using your Christmas tree. The author of the book says, quote, you can pretty much eat the whole thing. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, I'm not doing that. But out of curiosity. Who's got time? I, I... Not me. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. There is a there is nothing you can tell me that is in that book that is going to make me want to eat my Christmas tree. The needles could be used like rosemary or bay leaves. Okay, I kind of understand that. They're a good source of vitamin C. Uh-huh. Uh, they could also be crushed to flavor gin or vinegar. The wood could be burned to make pine ash, which could be used as flavoring, as fertilizer in gardens, and for cleaning the kitchen. Okay. It just seems like a lot of effort and a lot yeah. of work. I'm not doing that. To do that. I mean, I get it. I see the point. If you're eco-friendly, I'm so happy and proud of you. 
It's not for me, okay? Yeah. It's just not. I think throwing it over the hillside. Yeah, that's for me. <laughs> if you've got the property, just I mean, you don't even got to take it to the dump. I will have a nice bonfire, and I will sit around my Christmas tree and one, watch dude. it burn. That's right. Until next year. That's what I will do. Yeah. I'm not crushing up anything to put into my mouth. If you've ever done this, or if you have a unique way of disposing of your Christmas tree, we'd love to hear what you got. You can text us at 2218. But today is Thursday. It's Craigslist Misconnections Day. We've got those coming up next here on Camel. Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. Thank you so much for having us on this morning. Coming up in just over an hour at 9.30, your first opportunity of the day to get in to win a once-in-a-lifetime trip to Nashville for you and up to nine people for a totally private concert with Carrie Underwood. Grab the keyword at 9.30 and then put it on our website, and uh, you'll be in to win. All right. We do it every Thursday at about this time. It is time for Craigslist Misconnections. Craigslist Misconnections is a site you could go to, like just say you're out in public and you lock eyes with somebody. And you go your separate ways. You can't stop thinking about that person. So you get on misconnections and type out the story, the description of who that person is, your description, and hope that that person does the exact same thing. Yes. Hence, misconnections. And we're going to continue to do this segment until somebody gets married because of us doing this. Until people start getting reconnected. Until we get an invite to a wedding and... Then that's when this bit will end. Don't but, say that. We still got to keep going. If we're reconnecting people and creating marriages, it's, it's, it's a real thing. This is good. I love yeah. the stories, you know, and sometimes some people's scenarios are, are really interesting. <laughs> All right. And then, of course, we play the music to kind of get into the mood and the mode of that person behind the keyboard typing this out. Yes. Okay. Uh, here's the headline on this post. Middle-aged woman at Costco Gas Market Street in Gilbert. We exchanged glances twice while fueling up around 5 p.m. I grinned ever so lightly the second time. I could have done better. That was weak. I'm shy and not real quick on the draw when it comes to flirting. At least you know your flaws, sir. (laughs) Did I look familiar? Was I dressed funny or were you interested in me? I hope it was the last one. Oh, that's so cute. There's another post. Greenwood Brewing on Christmas Day on Roosevelt Row, right down the road from here. Yeah. Uh, Brunette on a double date. Kept making eye contact with me. (laughs) Reach out if this is you. She obviously was not enjoying her date. (laughs) She wasn't enjoying her date. Had nothing else to do on Christmas. (laughs) And I really wish some people would put some effort in uh, to their posts. Here's one. says, Champions Bar. Blonde girl playing pool Saturday night. (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's it. That's all that one was. Something tells me you're not going to give a reply there, sir. There's a lot of bottom girls that go to champions. And believe me, I saved the best for last. The next three posts I've got for you are awesome. Six uh, six minutes away. More with Craigslist Misconnections. Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. Well, if you've ever been to the grocery store, maybe the produce aisle... And you reached out and tried to thump a melon, and somebody else did the same thing. You lock eyes. <laughs> That's so romantic. You're like, oh, go ahead and take it. Here, have my melon. <laughs> have my melon. And then you leave the grocery store, and you can't stop thinking about that person. How do you reconnect with that person and even see if they had any interest in you either as well or whatever? Well, that's why Craigslist has misconnections. You go on there, tell the story. Hopefully, that person is the same thing, and you reconnect. And see if there was a spark. See if you both were interested. See if there, uh, maybe that person was your soulmate. You never thumping know. Thumping melons at the same time. Gotta love thumping melons. <laughs> <laughs> gotta do. You gotta find out if the, uh, the cantaloupe is, is ripe. Yeah. Right? You gotta thump that melon. Exactly. Gotta know. <laughs> so these are the stories. These are actual posts on Craigslist misconnections of people who have kind of been in that situation. Not necessarily the thumping melons part, but they've been out in public and thought there was something there. And can't stop thinking about that other individual. So here's a few more. Some good ones here for you from Craigslist Misconnections. Uh, Applebee's in Goodyear. Okay, so I went to Applebee's with a good friend. <laughs> Tell the story. <laughs> okay, it's a story. I'm excited. Okay, so okay. I went to Applebee's with a good friend. Okay, maybe she is a little more than that. Ooh. We sat down at the bar next to you and your friend. Ooh. You kept looking over. Mm-hmm. You really piqued my interest. We can meet there same time next week. I would really like to find you. You woke me up, Missy, and I like what I saw. <laughs> Tell me about your hair. So if you see this, holy wow, I went out to the parking lot and you were gone. 
Aww. This could be a great thing. How do you know, sir? <laughs> so what about that other friend? Yeah, I know. So like, obviously, this? maybe she's not that more of a friend than you feel. I don't know. Well, I mean, it says, you woke me up, Missy. Uh-huh. So I've been dragging this dead weight around, and you, you woke me up. <laughs> something more out there. I've had my blinders on all this time. <laughs> Stop it. And then you, Missy. You came around. <laughs> Uh, there's another one. Target checkout lane, Lake Pleasant, Happy Valley. I saw you shopping in store with someone else and two kids. <laughs> I had a kid with me, too. We were checking out at the same time. We made eyes with each other at the checkout a few times. You are gorgeous. Who is that someone else? <laughs> Leave married people alone. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Uh, this was on a flight, okay. uh, Charlotte to Phoenix, American Airlines, on a, uh, early December. You and I kept catching eyes. You're a very beautiful woman. Aww. Wanted to chat, but did not know if you wanted to. Describe me. It's not hard. I usually stand out. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, what would you assume? Like, what would this person look like that they stand out? That is not hard to describe this person. Either like they're abnormally tall, like they're just like noticeable. Yeah. For maybe, some reason. Maybe giant mohawk. Maybe. Maybe Eye he's hair. got super red hair. I don't know. All right, final misconnection okay. today. One uh from the 101 and 19th Avenue in Phoenix. You, a female, pulled up next to me, a male, at the red light, and you and your son waved at me. Aw. Why? <laughs> I should have rolled my window down and asked for your number. Hope you see this. <laughs> you were in a small white Mazda SUV. Tell me what color my truck was driving. So, uh, tell me what color my truck was so I know it was you. <laughs> you and your son. They waved. Mom was like, hey, here's your future daddy. Yeah, Grab yeah wave at him. <laughs> Try and get his attention. That could be your future daddy, son. <laughs> you want to drive around in that truck? Wave. <laughs> Help mama out here. All right, misconnections. We'll do it again next week. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. Did this happen to you in school? Um, your teacher asks you to predict what's going to happen. You know, I don't know, 50 years down the road. How do you envision this world? Do you remember doing that in elementary school? I think so. Junior high? Yeah, I think so. And everybody was saying like, flying cars, <laughs> hoverboards. You know, that kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, back in 1923, uh-huh. um, there's a lot of people that made a prediction as to what the world would look like a hundred years down the road. So a hundred years from 1923 is 2023. And oh, so we are. Oh, wow. Okay. In 2023. So let's look back at some of these predictions from 1923 and see what they got right, what they got wrong and how just far off base they were. Cause I mean, 1923 was, I don't even think the TV was around. Technology was nowhere near yeah. where, where it is now. Yeah, but like, can we really call it that far off base for what they expected it to be? Because think about it, like, even when we were in, you know, elementary school, we thought we would have flying cars by now. And we yeah. don't. Like, was it really that far off well, base? Nobody, nobody predicted flying cars back in 1923. Oh, really? Yeah, that, that did not make the list here. Oh, okay. So maybe I'm speaking too soon. I don't know. Here is uh, the first one. Okay. Is uh, the uh, fewer doctors? Okay. Okay. They uh, thought that uh, they'd be curing every disease by 2023, <laughs> so we would have uh, fewer doctors. They're getting closer, I guess. <laughs> Hashtag COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, all, I mean, then COVID wouldn't even like even fathom yeah. way back when, right? Right. But I mean, I think they're talking about cancers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, we're yeah. getting closer. St. Jude making moves over there. Um, they also boldly predicted that all. People would be beautiful in 2023. It goes on to say beauty contests will become unnecessary as there will be so many beautiful people that will be all, it'll be almost impossible to select winners. <laughs> Everything is so beautiful. I mean, just, just so good looking. I mean, how, how can we even judge this? See, the thing is, the thing is, though, is that everybody is beautiful. We're just really mean. That's what I think. One anthropologist predicted uh based their prediction on masculine and feminine styles boldly claiming that curls for men 
would be a fad in 2023. Huh? Curls. Curls for men. Like Cur- curly hair? Curly hair. That happened in like 2000. So they uh, they were late on their prediction. Yes. Then. Yeah. Because okay. like half the guys in my class in seventh grade got perms. So... Um, one article published by the Savannah, Georgia News forecasted that women will be blackening their teeth in 2023. Blackening. I don't understand what? that. But I mean, is that like the charcoal toothpaste or no? What, what is blackening? So when you smile, you don't have white teeth? Yeah. blackening your teeth? Also, uh, women will be shaving their heads uh, by 2023. I mean, I think that happens a lot more now. Than it did back in 1923, for sure. Um, what else? Here's one they got right. Uh, one person predicted that in 2023, we would have watch-sized radio telephones that'll keep everybody on in communication with the ends of the earth. <laughs> watch-sized radio telephones. Hello, Apple Watch. Yeah. The way that they describe it. it, though, is funny. But that was like way before cell phones. Right. Like, so this person, whoever made that prediction, nailed it. I mean, the Apple Watch came a good number of years back. But, I mean, they nailed it. Having that watch size radio telephone. That's cool. It's pretty good. So 100 years from now, Cheyenne, uh-huh. will be the year 23. Let's think about this. We'll make a prediction for twenty one twenty three. What do you think the world's going to look like? What uh, what technology will be will we be experiencing? If you have a prediction for a hundred years from now, kind of want to join the party here. You can text us at two two one zero eight. Gunner and Cheyenne on demand. What will the world look like one hundred years from this year? So we're looking at twenty one twenty three. If you have a prediction, you can text it at 2218. We'll share ours here in a moment as well. Uh, talking about this because 100 years ago, back in 1923, there's a bunch of people that um, kind of compiled their prediction of what the world's going to look like 100 years from then. So that would be this year, 2023. And, you know, they weren't that far off. One of the articles predicted a cure for cancer and every other disease, and there would be a lot fewer doctors. It's a, you know, I mean, I don't know about the fewer doctors part of it, mm-hmm. you know. But they're definitely know. making advances. Yeah, they're making so advances. So they're on the track, yeah. But I mean, if we had fewer doctors and a cure for every disease, what would these pharmaceutical companies do? Exactly. I mean, can't have that. Can't Shame. Have that. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, one article predicted that beauty pageants would go away because everybody would be just so beautiful. It would be tough to determine a winner. <laughs> so is that just because like... Advances in technology and gene alteration and stuff like that. That yeah, just probably. every baby come that comes screaming into this world is just gorgeous. It's just magnificently stunning. Yeah. I don't know. It's an um, odd prediction for me though. One of the ones that they nailed was a watch-sized radio telephone. Now you gotta remember back in 1923, phones non-existent, I believe, right? I mean, not even uh, they have the little gal on the other uh, switchboard, you know, connecting people. <laughs> I don't know when that became a thing. You call the operator, you tell her who you want to call, yeah. and they punch you in. You know, I don't even know if phones were a thing back then. But I mean, for this person to predict a watch-sized radio telephone in two, in 2023, they nailed it. I mean, the Apple Watch came out a good number of years back, so they were a little late on their prediction. Uh-huh. But I mean, that's still pretty darn good for that prediction. I right? think it is pretty solid. The telephone, just so you know, was invented in 1876. Oh, it was around. There's also a Reba McIntyre song that has it in it. Wow, okay. Yep. Alright. So, um, I mean, phones were around. So to, to think of it as a, on, on your wrist. That was still you know? a very far off, you, you know. It wasn't that far off. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your prediction for 2123, which is 100 years from right now? This is going to be like a little uh, time capsule. I guess we'll put that in the envelope, you know, and whoever's still around in 100 years from now will be like, oh, Gutter and Cheyenne and Camel Nation. Look at those predictions. What do you think is going to happen 100 years from now, Cheyenne? Um, I think that we will all have a standard issue cyborg made. Like everybody will just have a cyborg made, kind of okay, so like the Jetsons. Is- Okay, so like you have a robot? A robot maid. A yep. maid. Like a butler that you, everybody that drives just drives you around and does your grocery shopping. I wouldn't cooking, say that, but like, like that. takes care of your home. Okay. Like, we'll just all have those. Well, I, I mean, 100 years from now, we do have the iRobot, you know, uh-huh. the Roomba thing. Yep. You know, so that you got the vacuuming. So you're talking about one that has legs and is uh, 
or wheels. But like, yeah, essentially does all your housework for you. Come on, big, big. hundred years from now, we already got wheels. <laughs> we got legs. Yep. Full walking. Yep. Full on legs. Yes. R2-D2. Standard issue. Everybody's going to have one. But I also think that in a hundred years, the 1% of very rich people will be able to genetically modify their kids to be like athletic. Like Olympians will be bred and not born. It's called steroid Cheyenne. Yeah, but those are also illegal. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I do think, I think that we've come so far already yeah. that this will be something that, that w- could be a reality in a hundred years. Uh, I'll share mine here in a moment, but some of the predictions coming in for a hundred years from now on tax at two, two, what a wait, uh, text at the six Oh two teleportation and force fields. Oh, that'd be cool. I did write that down. Teleportation. I, I think somehow they're going to figure out the technology uh-huh. that you can just walk into a tube, shut the door and then boom, you're in Vegas. Boom, you're in New York. That would be so cool. That'd be cool. I don't know how they're going to do it. Yeah. You know, maybe like Willy Wonka or tiny little pieces just floating over them. You know, with pixels. Something like that. Yep. Yeah. And then you yeah. can reach in and grab your candy bar. Either that or you <laughs> drop into a tube and it's like a lightning train. Boof. I don't know. The amount of vomiting that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds terrible. <laughs> uh, flying cars. A lot of people mm-hmm. are saying. Um, time traveling. See, I don't, I don't think I ever want time travel to become a thing. That'd be weird. Yeah, I'm that not would be really weird. Yeah, back to the six hundred two hundred years from now, there will be a robot womb, a machine that can make a baby with the parents' DNA. You're I probably not wrong. No, but I mean, an incubator essentially. Oh, okay. You but can't like, do that now. I mean, not to the extent that I think this person's vision is. Yeah. Um. And I, honestly, I don't even know what to what extent. Uh, my prediction for 100 years from now, not only with the teleportation thing, but I think, I mean, this is going to sound morbid, but I think Phoenix is going to be uninhabitable in 100 years. Wow. It keeps getting hotter and hotter. <laughs> AC and, uh, you know, yeah. it can only last so long. Yes. I think Phoenix, you know, is going to be uninhabitable in, in, in 100 years. You know, that sounds bad. We're all living here. We love the valley. Yeah. But at least the summer times. I think, I think in 100 years... There's going to be three months out of the year where we all just move. There'll be nobody here. Yeah. I mean, I've heard, you're not the first person I've heard say that. Oh, really? Yeah. So I am i don't think it's far off. I think you, yeah. you are pretty close to being right. Yeah. And if only we were all still alive to see if we were right. <laughs> you know what? For what it's worth, we're all right. <laughs> well, maybe in 100 years they will figure it out <laughs> and then we will be alive. <laughs> Who knows? Thanks for listening to Gunner and Cheyenne On Demand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 